This podcast is presented to you by High Desert Word Center in Barstow, California. For more information, visit hdwc.org. I'm going to be teaching all about there's healing in the Word, but the Lord gave me something special as was worshiping right then. And I, I want to look at something out of Numbers, chapter 21. Numbers 21, if you want to turn there. And if you've been a Christian for a while, you know that the Old Testament are types and shadows of the New Testament. The Old Testament shows you things, gives you examples of things, and things happen. But it's just, a, just, it's just uh, showing things that will come in the future. But I'm going to read from John chapter 3, first of all. Then look at Numbers chapter 21. I'm going to be looking at Numbers 21, and verse 8 and verse 9, if you want to turn there. But this is John 3.16. Everybody's familiar with the God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But right before that, in verse 14, you know, if you want to turn there, you can. But I'm going to read John 3.14. Jesus made this statement about himself. He said, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And so because Jesus said Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, that there must be a serpent that Moses lifted up in the wilderness. And so Jesus said, even so, the Son of Man must be lifted up, and whosoever believeth him should not perish, but have eternal life. And so Jesus equated what was going to happen to him with something Moses did. So then Numbers chapter 21, verse 8 and verse 9 I want to look at, because of judgment coming down on the Israelites when they were in the desert, serpents came down as judgment and began to bite them and they were dying by the thousands getting bitten. Well, how many know that the serpent is a type of the devil? And I dare to say the devil's biting a lot of people these days. There's a lot of things coming in that shouldn't be here that's hurting a lot of people. And so it says in verse 8 then, and the Lord said unto Moses, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole. That's what Jesus said. He said, Just as Moses put the serpent on the pole, the Son of Man must be lifted up on the cross. The cross was his pole he was lifted up on. And so, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole. And here's what I like, and here's, here's why I begin to think about this. I was thinking about the time we're living in, and some of my favorite words out of the Bible when I read crisis, the people the Bible went through, it always ends up by saying that it come to pass. And so I know that these things we've been facing since March are going to come to pass. You know, I thought they'd come to pass before now. I promise you this, they are going to come to pass. And so it says, make the fire serpent and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, who looked upon it, shall live. And Moses made a serpent of brass and put it upon a pole, and it came to pass that if a serpent had bitten any man, when he beheld the serpent of brass, he lived. And so when we get our eyes on Jesus, on the punishment he took on the cross, we see those stripes on his back, and know that Jesus become our judgment, become our curse, then we live. Amen. Amen. I'll, t- I'll tell you, there's so many things in our secular world that people aren't even aware of. Have you ever noticed on the side of a paramedic vehicle or an ambulance, there's a serpent on a pole? Come right out of the Bible. Have you ever noticed in front of a dentist office, a lot of doctor's offices, there's a serpent on a pole? That's because they're talking about healing right from the Bible. 
And so as we as Christians get our eyes, and we're going to do this tonight, we're going to get our eyes on the living word, that's Jesus. We get our eyes on the word, and as he said, as they beheld the serpent on the pole, they knew God put that there as their judgment. He put the judgment in that serpent on the pole. And then they looked at that, they knew God did this for me. He says, everyone that beheld it, what about the ones that wouldn't look? They didn't get it. What about the Christians today? And I'm not saying anything at all judgmental or mean or critical. The Bible says so many different thousands of ways that you've got to be a person that studies your Bible. You've got to not just study it, you've got to be a doer. And so when you get in the Word, and the Word gets in you, then whatever is in that Word you're getting gets into you, and faith comes out. And when faith comes out, whatever it is you've been studying, that comes out. And it always wins. Amen? Amen. And so, I want to look at these verses again right here. And it says, And it shall come to pass that everyone that looketh shall be healed. It shall come to pass. And it's so, it's so good to see some of you back tonight that have been quarantined. Been going through some things, see you to get back here that, that the symptoms are gone and you're healed. Praise God for that. But tonight we're going to be talking about there's healing in the Word. I want you to look at Psalms 107, verse 20. Psalms 107, verse 20. And, uh, you know, uh, for those watching out here on, on, uh, Facebook, YouTube, or whatever you're watching, whether you're watching it today or watching it in the future, when I was a young Christian, uh, I think it might have been Dr. Summerall taught me. Somebody, somebody taught me this. Back then we didn't have all this internet stuff. We had, we had Christian television. And I was told that we should give the same reverence to the Word of God watching a Christian broadcast as we would if we said a service live. And so what I did over the years, I never got my popcorn and my Coke or whatever else and thought, man, I'm going to sit here and enjoy, enjoy some good entertainment. What I always did, I got the kids quiet. I might have had some coffee or something, but I got the kids quiet. I got my journal out. I got my Bible out. And when that man of God stepped up there on the camera in the TV screen, and he said, let's get into the Word of God. You know what I did? I acted like I was in church. I gave reverence to the Word I was about to hear. I didn't run in and check on the wash. I didn't want to run out and check the mailbox. Because I knew that if I wanted entertained, I would have turned on the Three Stooges or something. I didn't want entertained. I wanted faith. And so because I wanted faith, act like I was in church. And how many know that Jesus Christ is the living Word? Whenever we hear the Word of God taught, whether it's you're watching an internet broadcast, watching a Christian broadcast, listening to a CD, a DVD, or whatever you're doing, you should give that Word the same reverence you would. As if Jesus said, Portia, I'm going to come to your house today and I'm going to talk to you. And you know what? Every time Portia opens her Bible, that's Jesus stepping into her life. And Jesus said, Portia, you've been praying, and I'm going to tell you. Here's the answer. But we need to give him that reverence. Amen? Amen. So as you're watching out there, uh, if you're doing all kinds of other things, well, next time, try to have them done before the broadcast comes on, or because these things are out there, I guess, forever, then you can pull it up any time you want to and get your Bible out. Get your notebook out. Write the Scriptures down and then study them. So Psalms 107, verse 20, says this. He sent his word and healed them. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them 
from their destructions. How many know that John chapter 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was what? God. And God sent who into the world? He sent Jesus. And that's why he said Psalms 107 verse 20, he sent his word because he sent Jesus. And so Jesus is the word. Divine healing comes from Jesus. I like to say it this way. There's healing in the word, so get the word, get in the word, and let the word get in you, and healing will get into you. I like that. I wrote that down the first time like that this morning. I thought, boy, that sounds pretty good. So when you let the word get into you, you're letting him get into you. You get in the Word, but let's get beyond getting in the Word. Let's spend enough time meditating in the Word, speaking the Word, and studying the Word, that we don't just get in the Word, we actually let the Word jump off those pages and get into us. Because if He sent His Word and healed us, then when the Word gets in us and we're studying healing, what's going to get in us? Open book question. If the Word gets in you on healing, what's getting in you? Healing, healing. Say this with me. Say there's healing in the Word. So when I get in the Word and let the Word get in me, healing gets in me. Say glory to God. Amen. That's good news. Look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. And Pastor Dave has you saying, God with us, when he says Emmanuel on his Sunday morning series. And so say this to me again. Say there's healing in the Word. So I'm going to get in the Word and let the Word get in me and healing will get in me. Wow. Uh, you guys, you guys got to multiply or something. I know we're all spaced and socially distanced and things like that. But this, this is actually a congregation participation, participation thing. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, we're talking about, there's healing in the Word. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. I want to give you a chance to get there. Hebrews 4, verse 12. After you're home, open up your Bibles, look these verses with your own eyes. Hebrews 4, verse 12. For the Word of God. There's healing in the Word. For the Word of God is quick. And that word means alive. Now the translation said the Word of God is a living thing. The Word of God is alive and powerful. Well, something's powerful, that means it's full of power. So whenever I see this verse, I always see it this way. The Word of God is alive and full of power. So Jesus is the Word. And so if the Word's alive and full of power, that's why Jesus is alive and full of power. Because He is the Word. The Word and Jesus are one and the same. So you can say Jesus is alive and full of power because the Word's alive and full of power. And He sent Jesus to heal us. He sent the Word to heal us. How could the Word do that? Because it's alive. It's full of power. And you know, well, we're going to be looking at some things like vaccinating from the Word of God. But I think I think about what's going on right now. People wait for a vaccination and get the vaccination when it comes. Unless God tells you different, your doctor. I plan on getting the vaccination myself. But the whole thing is. I've already been vaccinated by the Word of God. I will follow through with a natural vaccination, but I've already let the Word of God, that living thing, get into my bloodstream. God's living Word is in my bloodstream. And guess what? That living Word already killed cancer in my body. 
That living word already got in my heart and healed my heart. And that same living word will keep me protected from COVID. Amen. God forbid COVID ever get in my body, but if it ever did, I know how to get it out quick. The living word. Why is that? Because the living word is Jesus. Jesus is full of power. Because He's the living word, the word of God is full of power. And so how could you not be healed if your body is full of the power of God? What, what, what kind of virus can stand up against the power of God? Amen. Somebody said, well, I'm just so afraid. Well, why don't you get so faithed? You know, I told Pam again, talk to where's Pamela at? Back there. Told Pam again. I said, Pam, I tested positive again today. Pam's eyes kind of did that again. I said, positive for faith. I said, I follow the word of God. Every time the test comes, I answer with the word. And what that says is this, you've been tested and you're tested positive because the word overcame the fear. Amen. You're better preaching than you are shouting. Amen. Somebody can clap. Amen. And so Jesus is the word and Jesus is alive and full of power. And so the more words you have in your heart, in your thinking, as part of your everyday way of life, will determine the degree of God's healing power that's alive and working in your physical body. I want to say that again. To the degree you get God's Word in your heart, in your thinking, as part of your everyday conscious way of life, that's the degree the healing power of God will work in your life. And, you know, I, I want, how many, how many saw a little Facebook post yesterday that, uh, that, that Alice put on there? Amen. How many saw that big fish? That fish story really caught it in my lake. Did anybody see that giant fish we caught? Bill, did you see the fish? It was 40 inches long. About 20 pounds. Amen. My good friend, my, my, my good father-in-law-in-law, we're father-in-laws together. He caught it in my lake, with my pole, in my boat. So I guess that makes us join heirs. <laughs> but anyway, what I, was get, what I was getting at is this. Fresh illustration. I, got, I have an electric motor and a trolling motor in my boat. Yesterday out there where we were, it wasn't like the waves that Peter had, had to go through when Jesus walked on the water, because these weren't those ferocious waves, because they little lake, but they were pretty serious waves for a desert lake worth they Brent. And so my little electric battery, I was fighting against the waves going back and forth over my thing there. And I started off with a fully charged battery. But we were out there for, I guess, an hour or two probably. We was out there for a while going up and down those waves fishing. And we got back in and charged up my battery. It was down to 10%. And so what did I do? I put the charger back on it. I went out to look at it this morning. I turned it on test. It's 100%. And what's that got to do with this here? If you're facing life full of the Word of God, and you go through a few days of releasing the power of God, your battery's going to get down 10%. If you don't charge up again, you're going to face the crisis. And you know what would have happened? Susan's stepping down for a minute, getting right back up. You know what would have happened? If I would have said, Brent, tell you what, we got a couple hours today, let's go fishing again. Went out there. We would have looked just a little ways out there with 10%. We wouldn't have went very far. And those winds started blowing, we'd have had no power. It would have huffed and puffed and blew our boat down. <laughs> and we couldn't blame God. 
I mean, you know, the Bible didn't say charge my battery. But I know when I use my battery, if I don't charge my battery, the next time I go out, my battery's dead. God, why did you allow this to happen? Why did you allow this to happen? Well, if God, if God were me, he'd say, stupid, let's charge the battery. But he wouldn't call me stupid. He might call me lazy or something, I guess. <laughs> no, what am I telling you? I'm telling you this. Some of you may have at one time been full of the healing word of God. At one time, you may have had your battery charged way up, oozing with healing power. But we're in a crisis mode in the world right now. And whether you know it or not, right now the winds are blowing, like in that boat. Out there, out there yesterday, there have been normal times if I was out there two hours, Brent, that thing wouldn't have went down 20%. I could have used it for days. But yesterday was crisis mode. The winds were blowing hard. I was blowing against the wind. Because I was going against the wind, the battery drained faster. In the times you're in right now, you're fighting off stress because the people around you are stressful. And I dare to say many Christians that aren't really serious about the Word of God, they're very negative too. They're saying, we're afraid. God didn't guarantee this. God didn't guarantee that. How do you know this? How do you know that? Well, when you know the Word of God, you know. But when you're out in that stressful atmosphere, it's like that boat battery. You're going against the wind every day. And if you don't get a fresh charge on a regular basis, you're going to be out there, and all of a sudden, you're going to think you've got what it takes to push against that resistance, and you're going to be trying to crank that motor up. Instead of going forward, it's going to be blowing you backwards. And then you're going to be saying, Why, God? Why? And God's going to say what we're getting ready to look at next. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. Brent, there's always a fishing store you get in there somewhere when you get the big one. got to get it in. The main point wasn't about the big one. You can see that on Facebook. It's about the word. <laughs> Amen. Proverbs chapter 4. So what's the best way to get God's word into you so you can receive God's healing power if you need it? And you know, I didn't say when, I said if. What's the best way to get God's healing power, His Word, into your system if you need it? Proverbs 4, verse 20 through 23. This needs to be a very serious part of your word stash. The word that you stash in your heart. And in your thinking, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 through 23, needs to be at the top of your list for verses you have in yourself on God's healing instructions. My son, attend to my words. Attend to my words. Do you notice that in that attend there, you can say pay attention to? Right now, you're in here and you're paying attention. So you're attending to God's words. If you're out there watching and you're studying along with us, then right now you're doing what God said to do. Attend to my words. Let me stop right there before I go any further. i got to give you an example of how this works. Something I developed probably, I think probably 35 or 40 years ago. 
I never get to be getting down here again pretty soon. As soon as we get to start living down here again. But those days are coming. If you're watching, you can't see, but I'm very socially distanced. They're way back there and I'm way up here still. Okay. Uh, I learned the value of God's Word years ago. And I learned when I was a truck driver before I was a preacher, and we had lots of kids in the house, I had a very limited amount of time to study my Bible. Because where, where I worked at, I had to drive most of the time 45 minutes to an hour down to Indianapolis to the truck dock. And then when I got down there, I either worked on the truck dock all day, or I got in a semi and drove around the state of Indiana all day, and then I come back late at night. And so my time I had for the Word was very precious. And I knew that the Word was my life. I knew I didn't have faith to handle the world out there like I needed it as a truck driver, the people I was around, the things I went through, if I wasn't full of the Word of God. And so I made appointments with Jesus for the Word of God. As somebody show up in my house on a Saturday morning, say, hey, I just the neighborhood thought I'd stop and see you. I'd tell my wife, tell him he's got an appointment right now. I had an appointment with Jesus in the Bible. And then after I was a pastor, when I was busy with life, a lot of times, if unless an emergency happened and somebody called me, unless it was an emergency, and I was in my study time, I knew in my study time, I got answers they would need when I was in there. I knew my faith level got built up when I was in there. And so if somebody said, hey, pastor, is there a way you can meet me at 10 o'clock? Well, unless somebody was dying or about to be something really bad happening, I was absolutely to tell the truth. Not, not at 10, I got an appointment. That's how serious it was to be. What would you do if you had an appointment with a doctor, a lawyer, or some really important person, a bankman about a, a bank guy about a loan you had to get for a car or a house or something? So I said, hey, man, hey, can you hang out for a while? You think, well, uh, I can be waiting for three weeks for this appointment with this man over here, but, uh, I don't want to offend my friend, so I'll wait another three weeks. I'm going to walk away from this important appointment, so I won't offend my friend. Well, I decided a long time ago, I would rather offend my friend than I would lose out of what Jesus had for me. And so I had to find out a way to talk to people without lying. That's so why I just simply said, I got an appointment. That's so why I didn't have to go any further. If they asked me who it was, I said, I got an appointment with Jesus in my Bible right now. They want to know, well, is that more important than me? I say, yes, because you want answers from me. If I don't get them from him, I can't give them to you. Doing better preaching than you are shouting. Amen. So you notice what he said before we get ready to see here. God said, attend to my words. And then he's going to tell us why. And we're talking about there's healing in the word. There's healing in the word. Attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. And what that simply means is open your ears, your spiritual ears. Do you remember how many times that Jesus said over and over in the book of Revelation and the Gospels? Jesus said quite frequently, he that hath an ear to hear, let him hear. And you know, a lot of people think in the natural, if you thought about that in the natural, you think most of those people had their ears cut off or something. Well, if you go in the natural, say, he that has an ear, that'd be, that would mean, well, not everybody here's got ears. Everybody here does have ears. But you've got your natural ears, you've got your spiritual ears. Now, how do you shut off your spiritual ears? Well, for one thing, if you went to a church that really didn't teach the Bible on healing, you might have heard things over the years like, 
well, you can't never tell what God might do. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. Well, I, I'll tell you what, my grandma was the most holy lady there ever was in the whole world. And grandma needed healing, and God didn't heal grandma, so you can't tell me God, God heals everybody. Well, you've got your ears shut off then when I studied the Gospels, and you see that there's a crowd there that says things like, Jesus healed them all. Amen. But says things, if you ask, things like, if you ask anything according to his word, he hears you. And if he hears you, then he answers you, and you get your request. Lots of verses tell you lots of things like that. But when you read what we're getting ready to see tonight, that Jesus said, incline thine ear. He said, he that has ears to hear, let him hear. That means anything that you've been taught that's contrary to the word of God, you've got to always have a tender heart, a teachable spirit, and say, Jesus, I want to learn. Jesus, if I've ever been taught wrong, but the Bible teaches different, then help me wash my mind. That's why he talks about in Ephesians chapter 5, washing of the water of the word. We've got to wash wrong teaching off our heads to get the right in. And so he says, always incline thine ear, open your ears. says, let them, my words, not depart from thine eyes. Let me tell you right now, if you're focusing on the statistics every day, if you're focusing on how many new people got it today, you focus on how many new people that project to have it by the end of the year. How many people around the world's got it? All the new strains coming, etc., etc., etc. If you got time to focus on that, you got time to focus on the Word of God. And when you focus on the Word of God, faith will come. Focus on the non-words of God's fear will come. So He says, "Let them not depart from thine eyes." Can I tell you how you know if they depart from your eyes? If the words of God depart from your eyes, if you start getting nervous, I didn't say we don't respect what's going on. I respect what's going on. To be honest with you, I don't really like to go to the crowds at Walmart and Stater Brothers right now. But I'm not in fear about it. I don't really like being elbow to elbow and face to face with a lot of people all the time. I wear my mask at social distance, but I'm not in fear about it. If you get so fearful that you don't even want to be around your own family, I would say the word has departed from your eyes. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Now look at this. For God's words are life unto everybody. To those that find them. God's words are life those that gazed at the serpent on the pole lived. Those that didn't gaze and look up at the judgment on the pole, they didn't live. When we look at the Word of God, and we see that although we were unworthy for salvation, we're unworthy for healing, we're unworthy for everything out there that's good from God, when we see that Jesus took our unworthiness and gave us His, then we know we don't receive healing because of our own goodness. We receive healing because of Jesus' goodness. Amen. So he says, there are life to those that find them, and health, health to all their flesh. Well, in the Hebrew, it says that the Word of God is medicine. Medicine. God's Word is medicine to all our flesh. And so God's Word... When we get that word, 
off those pages, into our heart, into our thinking, into our mouth, says God's word that becomes medicine to all our flesh. How many took your medicine today? That's where this sermon came from. I was taking my medicine this morning about 8 o'clock. This. I was taking this this morning. As I took this, I said, Lord, what do you want to teach me tonight? He said, teach him what you're doing. And so I did. So it says, God's word is healing and medicine to all my flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. Out of it are the issues of life. And so, there's healing in God's word because God's word is God's medicine. Isn't that what it says? It says, God's word is God's medicine to all your flesh. God's word is alive, Hebrews 4.12 says. It's full of God's healing power. It's Jesus' way. Psalms 107 verse 20 says he sent his word and healed them. It's Jesus' way of imparting his life and anointing to you. Now, I've got, I've got notes. I want to go one direction, but the Lord's quickened me to go another. I want to show you something. Then I'm going to end up where I'm at here. But do you notice there, I want you to look at this again, verse 22. It says, God's word is health. And if you've got a center column that does have the Hebrew, it says medicine. God's word is medicine to all your flesh. God's word is medicine. Now go back to Hebrews chapter 4. This is a real life story. I'm getting ready to tell you. This, this is not a story out of the Bible. If the book of Acts were still being written today, this could be in the book of Acts. This was actually back in 1989 at Riley Children's Hospital in Indianapolis, Indiana. And there was a young boy named David Samples that's three and a half years old. He was crippled and he had leukemia. And the doctor said he had an 80-20 or whatever it was. They said chance of living and dying and stuff like that. And I said, well, if 80 of them die... 20 lived, he's one of them. You know, I don't look at that half full, half empty glass stuff. Jesus said, my cup runneth over. Hey man, why does it have to be half full? I mean, that's a good secular analogy. If you're in the secular world, that sounds pretty good. Well, it's half full. Well, Psalms 23 says, the Lord's my shepherd, my cup runneth over. And so I'm going to go for the run over. And so if they tell me, if they tell me 80% of these kids die and 20% live, I say, glory to God, you're looking at one of the 20 right here. I'm not going to focus on the 80, I'm going to focus on the 20. If 99 die, that means one lives. And boy, I sure do cry out for the ones that die. I don't like that at all. I hate it. But if my son's life's on the line out there, I'm going to focus on what Jesus said. Amen. And so anyway, here's how I got healing into that boy that needed healing. And so we saw in Proverbs 4.22 that the Word of God is medicine. And then verse 12 of Hebrews 4. For the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper, and sharper, the two-edged sword, piercing, even to divide asunder soul and spirits and joints and moral, he had cancer in his bone marrow. He had to have healthy marrow. And, and joints of marrow is discerned the thoughts and intents of the heart. So the Lord showed me that his word was medicine. And he needed an injection. And it says the word also is sharper and it pierces. 
And so the Lord had me take that Proverbs 4.22, the medicine of God, with Proverbs 4.12. Now look at 1 Peter 2.24. If this don't light your fire, your wood's all wet. 1 Peter 2.24. What does the last part of that verse say? By whose stripes ye were healed. I'm not going to go to Mark 16 right now, but if you're Holy Ghost, full gospel Christians, everybody knows at a church like this. Mark 16, verse 17 18, Jesus said, Believers lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. The Lord told me with him, take your hands and give your son an injection. Said the word of God's medicine. It's alive. It's full of power. It pierces. So I laid my hands on David. I looked up to heaven. I said, Jesus, your word's alive and it pierces. You said even into the laurel. His bone laurel is what they were checking. I said, Lord, I'm releasing 1 Peter 2.24. An injection of 1 Peter 2.24 into my son. And when I did that, power from heaven, I don't think I felt anything at all. Because I didn't have to. I know the word. When I did that, the word of God came from heaven. And that anointing, that power went through me into him, because that's God's word. And you know, it's just, just like, just like the word says many times, to all that believe it. I believed it, and it wasn't very long, I mean, within Probably a day when he jumped off that table out there and crippled legs started moving. Started jumping, started dancing. And then the doctors, looking in the microscopes at the blood, stood there and kept on asking for more tests and more tests and more tests. I wasn't a preacher then. I was, I was a believing truck driver. A truck driver that believed. And so one of my elders from the church came down to spend time with us. We were standing there at the doctor's desk, and he was talking to us. And for a long time, I didn't know what was going on. We were standing talking, and he kept saying, give me another one. And they'd bring me a piece of paper. He'd read it. He'd say, do that again. And they brought me the paper. This went on and on and on. And finally, he looked at me, his exact words. And this is a multi-million dollar hospital with all the latest equipment. Mr. Samples, there's obviously something wrong with our equipment. We're going to do this again next week. And so then, it just so happened, I attended a large Word of Faith church in Indianapolis, and there was a medical doctor, there was a cancer doctor that we co-teachered together, or co-taught, we teachered together. And so anyway, he, at that same time period, was on a retreat with those doctors, he's in the same group they were, and he said, David Samples and Bernie Samples were the topic of the whole weekend. Those doctors, he said, did not know what to do about the Samples kid. Because the chemotherapy they was given him was supposed to kill as much of the blood cells as it could without killing him. They had to kill healthy cells to kill all the cancer cells. And then he said, here's why the doctors are messed up right now and don't know what to do. 
said it should take six months to see those mature blood cells. Said he's been in this treatment for two weeks and he's got mature blood cells already back. And zero cancer. And so do you think COVID has a chance against the Word of God when a believer gets it? I want to say that one more time. You know, because I've been pastoring for many years, I know that there's a good number of people watching this. And some of you in here, you're hearing this, but you won't even get it. How do I know? Because I know people. But when you get it up that point in time, I'd been in the healing ministry for a while, although I was a truck driver, but I stayed serious about the word healing. And so that's why when I laid hands on him, I knew the Holy Ghost too. And the Holy Ghost said, take these verses, and you lay hands on him, that's like a doctor with a hyperdermic. You're going to eject him of 1 Peter 2.24. When he gets 1 Peter 2.24, and you notice what it says, by his stripes you what? What's it say? We're healed. And so you know what I didn't do? I didn't do what too many Christians do. I'm going to get my healing. 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 The ones who I was going to get it never get it. It's the ones that know they got it. And so I never said, pray for my boy. Oh, pray for my boy. Didn't have Facebook back there where I could say, send the prayers, hon. <laughs> I don't want to send prayers to my son. If you're going to pray, send him to heaven. Then let heaven send the answers down. And so, and so my son got healing from the Word of God. Amen. Because I obeyed the Holy Ghost. You notice the Holy Ghost in me told me exactly what to do too. He told me, give him an injection. I never heard that before. He said, give him an injection. I gave him an injection. And you know what they, like they say, the proof is in the eating. The doctors under their microscopes saw Jesus show up. He sent his word and healed him and delivered him from his destructions. Amen. 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 Give the Lord a hand. And I want to close out this way. I want to close out this way. Remember, I, I, I said as we got to Proverbs chapter 4, well, how do you get the word in you? Because if you get in the word, you got to get the word in you if you want to get healing into you. So what I do, I've been doing this for, I know, at least 35 or 40 years. On a fairly consistent basis, in times like this, more frequently, on a fairly consistent basis, what I do, I start in Exodus chapter 15. I get Exodus 15:26, and it ends up by saying, For I am the Lord that healeth thee. I start there, and then I go to Exodus chapter 23, verse 25 and 26. Serve the Lord your God, etc., etc. So I'll take sickness away from the midst of thee, the number of days I will fulfill. I get over to Psalms 103, 1 through 5. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all is within me. Bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, and forgiveth all my iniquity, who healeth all of my diseases. Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5. Surely hath borne my sickness and carried my pains and diseases. Matthew 8, 16, 17. Himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. Galatians 3, 13. Christ redeemed me from the curse of the law. Deuteronomy 28.61, every sickness and every disease is a curse. Psalms 91, no plague come on my dwelling. 1 Peter 2.24, by stripes I was held, etc., etc. Lots of things in between, but what am I doing when I do that? 
I've gone through the Word of God. I'm obeying Proverbs chapter 4. I've attended to God's words. I can quote so many healing scriptures just like that. And it didn't happen because I memorized the Bible. I don't memorize. I meditate. Memorizations of the head, meditations of the heart. And so when you meditate, it gets into your heart. You don't have to think about, where's that verse? The Holy Ghost brings that verse. That's just like the number 22 I gave about the serpent on the point. I said, Holy Ghost, where is that? He said, number 22. What memorized it was in there. Went back and got it. So I'm just telling you, there is healing in the Word. Get the Word in you. When you get the Word in you, you've got healing in you. And when healing's in you, it'll knock out everything that knocks on your door. Say this one more time. Say, there's healing in the Word. So when I get the Word in me, I get healing in me. By His stripes, I was healed. If I was healed, I am healed. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen. Pastor Dave. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information, visit hdwc.org. 